This is Agents Influence Podcast. Data that we're getting, this is vital for us to put in our management system. Understand this is the biggest ingredient of the tangible thing that you're offering the client. Yeah, your management system. You have to understand as as you have self-service, as you have mobile apps that, that integrate into your management system, that data that you put in is data that your client is expecting to get out. Welcome to Agents Influence Podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Cass. I'm good to be back with you guys. It's December 3rd. It's about 60 degrees outside right now, which is unusually warm for this time of year. It's I went to church this morning. It's all decorated. The town's being decorated. It's just like yours, even if you've got some snow, because I know that you Canadians are, are big-time listeners up there. And it's just a great time of year. I've talked about it on the last podcast. I'll say it again. I love generosity. I love kindness. I love when humans exhibit who they really truly are because this is who they are. See, sometimes people say that this is fake. No, this is not fake. What's fake is how we act the rest of the year because we're grumpy and we're not who we are. We're not who we were created to be, which is being someone who's loving and caring and generous. And this is the real time. This is us. This is us. I'm just excited about it. I want to break down today for you. I want to read a couple emails. I want to talk about Ryan's videos that he's doing, the show. I want to also give you a little recap on Grow Lab and what's going on right now. I want to then break down beyond marketing and advertising because I've been receiving a lot of feedback. And when the feedback, that's pretty much normal. But when the feedback's coming in, it's coming in a positive way built around the podcast I did, insurance or advertising and marketing in 2018 is not enough, right? So I've been getting a lot of feedback and they've really been making me think a little bit deeper. So I want to go deeper and where do we start with that? That's what we're going to talk about today. Now, where I want to start, first of all, in this process is, is I'd like to actually read an email to you. And this is an email from a young agent who reached out to me and I get a lot of this type of emails. And I thought to myself, I'm going to share these two with you because it kind of correlates into what we're doing here. And keep in mind that Ryan Hanley and Joey Gingola and Brent Kelly and Nicholas Ayers, we all get these type of emails, okay? And never gets told. And so I just want to just point that out that this is what makes us tick, right? This is besides running agencies for those of us that actually run agencies or involved in the insurance industry day to day. This is the reason why we step outside of our zone and say, I want to help. So this is what I got. I got from Jason. He's out of Tennessee. And he said that I got into the industry right out of college and stepped into my father's 25-year-old agency a little bit over a year ago. Now, this is a long email, so I'm just going to read some of the parts here. He said, my father has always been a captive farmer's insurance agent who recently in the past couple years has transitioned into the independent agency, which is where I'll be spending my time in the future. My past year has been spent doing mostly all the networking and sales at the agency as well as taking it out of the quote-unquote dinosaur agents. But that 
by that, I mean we don't have a website, no agency management system, nor do we have a phone system. See, the first thing I did when I got into the industry was started following yourself, as well as Ryan Handley and Agency Nation. This has been a huge help to me, as I've been able to onboard Advisor Evolved, Ring Central, as well as the process of onboarding Tech Canary. Good for you. Would not have known about any of this if it wasn't for you guys. So, he says, uh, to finish out here, obviously there's a ton of work to be done in our agency, but I understand the importance of being mentored in the future direction I want our agency to go. And I could have gone down the street to the next independent agency to be mentored, but as they are a direct competitor, I don't think that would be good as well. So I love the fact that he says, I would love to feel that this helps me being mentored as I prepare my agency to sustain longevity and grow in the future. See, I love that right there because if you notice earlier, he said the word I, he says here where I would like the agency to go or where the agency is going to go or to where he says here to be prepare my agency to sustain. Keep in mind, even on his signature, it even says he's a licensed producer. It doesn't say owner. It doesn't anything, but see how he's taking that ownership as a, as a young millennial. And he is a young millennial that he's already taken that ownership. And I like that. It's kind of just literally believing it's yours. You know, I've never sold cars, but I was told by a car salesman that one of the things that they try to get you to do is picture yourself in that car, driving it, driving down the road. That's why they give you the test drive. Yeah. To see if it fills it. No, they want you to picture yourself with your kids coming home from the soccer game or taking the beautiful wife out or the beautiful or the handsome stud significant other taking them out, you know, taking them out, going out to dinner, maybe over to St. Louis, do a little ice skating, holding hands, Christmas lights, trying to paint the picture for you guys. That's the kind of stuff they want you to do. And that's what he's doing here. He's picturing himself, even as a licensed producer. Yes, his dad is the agency owner, gives him a little heads up, but actually sometimes that's harder, but he's taking it on himself and he's saying, this is where we're going. This is what we're going to do. And I guarantee you, maybe he has it written down. Maybe he does but Jason's got it to where he understands the road. He sees the vision. And then good for you, Jason. Good for you on that. Just keep up. And I'm glad. And I speak on behalf of Ryan Hanley. We're glad that we're able to help you. That's absolutely awesome. So I want to talk for a minute and segueing right into that with Ryan's video that he's been doing. He's been doing the video, a video, the show. And I think a lot of you guys have watched that. If you haven't, uh, go to Agency Nation. You've got also Front Row with Sydney Rowe. She also does a little video series and then I think ah, it's brand new and I'm sorry Joey it's his video series that he's kind of doing it's it's good Joey's working his way into it and so uh, I'm happy for him on that but what I'm talking about is Ryan Hanley has one called The Show Okay, And it's very well done, very well edited. I really think that Ryan is setting the bar a little higher. As I watch his, I think he's on 20 or 21 or 22. If you guys go back to Ryan Hanley and I's podcast we did like two or three months ago, we did it and he was talking about this and he had only done like two or three. And I basically called him out before and then he brings it up in the podcast about how Ryan does a lot of stuff because he tests it. He doesn't master it, but he gets really good at it. And then there's some Something new that comes up and that's kind of his job is to do those things so that he can pass on what works what doesn't what he sees in the good the bad and how you can cut the learning curve and whatever it is and so with this I told him I said I'm interested in seeing if you actually keep this one going and he told me on the podcast he said because you said that on the phone call we had the other day he said I'm going to keep it going and he is 
And he set the bar. I'm telling you, he's really set the bar so high as far as video that sometimes it's a little intimidating, but I get past that and other people do because it's amazing now that I've seen people kind of do their own thing, but have some of the ideas of how to edit and make the video work and how to be short with it. It's cool how I'm starting to see other agents doing it in the same regard. And I really, truly believe that Ryan doesn't realize it right now, but that he's kind of set the bar and not only higher, he's kind of taking it a different direction is how he does it. Check it out. His It's at the show. That's the name of it. Ironically enough, we have the Grow Show, right? Now he's got the show and the Grow Show is where we do a live version of this. And I haven't done any of those. And you're going to see that that is one of the things. I'm not going to do a lot, but I'm going to bring that back in 2018. That's one of the things we're doing here. So check out Ryan's The Show. I guarantee you you'll like it. You really, really will. I want to give you an update real quick on Grow Lab. So right now, it's pretty locked in, or not 100%, but pretty much. That's Grow Lab's either going to be on 6th, 7th, and 8th of September 2018, or it's going to be the 13th, 14th, and 15th of September 18. So it's going to be a good time. It is going to be in Vegas. It could possibly, I've got one other hotel that I'm actually looking at in Denver. I've got some uh, good time, loyal grow mastermind members that have really said, Hey, let's, let's go to like Denver or something. And then I'd also like to go to Denver because it's on the West coast and we're starting to get into the mastermind. We're starting to get a lot of West coast people coming in. I'm actually having to move some of the meetings we're doing because we usually do meetings at nine or 10 or 11. Not only the one we do on the second and the third Thursday of every month, our second and fourth Thursday of every month, but also some of the things we're doing in there with Marble Box and we're all meeting together to kind of collaborate and try to figure out how, who's doing what. That's for mastermind members. We're kind of just had our first meeting. Want to have many more of those because I'm learning a lot in that, which I know agents are. So we're looking at Vegas, but I would like to go to Denver. I know they're both on the West Coast or on the West, but that's why I've had agents say, hey, how come there's nothing in more in the Central or in the East, which keep in mind, we're already in Central with Chicago. And then we went to the East with when we were in North Carolina. Now we're going over there to the West. So keep that in mind. That's September 6th, 7th, and 8th or 13th, 14th, and 15th. Keep in mind, if you notice, those are a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So we're moving it to a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It will actually be just the Thursday night. It'll be all day Friday. Friday and then half a day Saturday. So what it's going to do is it's going to allow you to be able to fly out on Sunday or Saturday night if you want. Boom, you're home Sunday morning, waking up in your own bed. You get prepared. Bam, you're right back at to work Monday. So we're trying to take it a little bit out of the week because we're busy. That's just how it is, right? We're busy. So let's go on here and I want to talk a little bit about, not a little bit, this is how we're going to end the show here. We're not ending the show yet, but this is our last topic. We're going to break it down because I've gotten a lot of uh, feedback regarding, as I said earlier in the show, regarding the advertising and marketing is not enough in 2018. And then I've kind of thrown out the mantra there that 2018 is beyond marketing and advertising. And so, first of all, there's a lot of people who are doing marketing and advertising, and there's a ton of people that are doing that, and I think they're doing it really well. And to be honest, they have more time to concentrate on that. And so, I'm taking it beyond that to the part that I feel is the most important, because if we all base our business on referrals, I think we should all realize that having some people in the rest of beyond marketing and advertising, because see, that's about branding, that's about getting them up front, getting them used to you, having some authority and they knowing who you are without even doing business with you.
with you. I like marketing advertising. So you guys know that that's not what we're talking about. It's just, I think there's a lot of good people there, but I think where my specialty is, and I learned from agents inside the mastermind, but I feel as if some of the other marketing people and advertising people, it's been a while since they've actually been an agent and some of them haven't been agents. And so I want to kind of take it into the customer experience. Not only did I write the book back in 2015, but it's also about that's what's still important today. And what would I add to that? If I was rewriting the book, what would I add to my book today? Because there honestly is a couple things I may take out or rearrange, but I have to tell you, I read this book like literally a hundred times in 2015. When you're editing a book, if you go back to those podcasts, you'll hear me talk about this. It's brutal because what I had to do was read that over and over. But since then, I haven't read it. And so I didn't read it again, but I skimmed through it really quick. And it was amazing how many things I thought, wow, you were right on there, Jason, but you didn't take it far enough, right? And then there's some things where I just would add. And then there's some things I might take out. I think only reason I'd take it out is because it's not important. It's just we've gotten to the point, and especially around social media, where the stuff's already known now. You know, Hanley and I have been talking about this stuff since 2010, 2011. And now it's, I mean, it, even though it's taken a while, you guys heard Caribou Honig say it last week, is that the industry, the banking and the insurance industry is always about five to seven years behind. And that's kind of how it was. But that's, that's not bad. That's not bad. You allow other people to kind of break through the wall and get bloody. And then in the meantime you know, you get yours. But here's what I want to talk about in the customer experience. I want to point out a part of what I actually say the customer experience is, okay? Because in the customer experience, I actually label what it is. And I talk about it from for many, many reasons. But what I want to say here is this is what I put. This book is divided into two parts. The first discusses the foundation for building the modern customer experience. Before you can focus on sales, marketing, and quoting, you have to have the right strategies and tools in place. We'll get started by going over things like your agency management system, website, customer self-service, mobile applications, and payments. The second section focuses on the sales funnel, marketing, and lead generation. We'll also discuss building conversion machines and technology platforms you can use to create more efficiency in your business. In addition, I'll assist you with establishing an automated process, blah, 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 right? So I thought that that was pretty fitting to exactly what we're going after. Because here's what it says it breaks down even further. I break down the modern customer experience means offering tangible products like an agency mobile app e-signatures, self-service, online quoting, and online payments that go through you instead of your company. So you have to get this. As agents, we like to say the hardest thing about selling insurance is it's tangible, and this isn't true anymore. Everything I just mentioned is tangible, and digital media is a commonplace, and we need to stop talking about good service and start talking about a great customer experience. Providing customers with tangible technology solutions helps bridge the gap but there's still more to explore. So what I like about that is I was right on, but I didn't take it a step further. I didn't take it a step further in realizing that yes, the modern experience is providing these tangible tools, but what's most important is providing it in a consistent way, which means we have to have processes. We have to have workflows. We need to know what's the beginning and the end result in every step between the two. So that's what I mean when I talk about beyond marketing and advertising. Now, ironically enough, I do go on. I don't talk about processes there, but I talk about consistency. 
And I put in there that no matter where you go to get a Big Mac, it's the same Big Mac. I could get it any McDonald's. There is no variance. I always know what I'm in for. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merged? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have. In 30 days, that's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him. I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's, let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia. We saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual Intel. That's with two L's. That's virtual I N T E L L dot com. Go check us out. See what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency. And you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, requiring, recreating, trying to find processes. Just there's so much stuff. I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel cast certified. And see, some agents struggle with offering too much variance. What happens if the customer needs access to a certificate over the weekend? Can they get this from an app? What if they need to make a payment? Can they get this through you? Are you forcing them to pay through the insurance company? Aren't you giving the insurance company one more reason to cut you out of the equation? So that's where I say that you have to start thinking about what is the process of, yes, when I get this application or I have this technology, this tangible thing, where am I getting it to? Am I getting it out to everybody? Is everybody getting it in the same manner? Is some people getting that customer experience? Are we telling some people about our mobile app, but some people not? Are we using e-signatures every time? Or are we thinking sometimes that person may not want it that way, but we never asked? Is that being done every time? Are we pointing out weaknesses in policies to get cross sales? Those different types of things. The process goes through, but we have a process. You heard me say it a couple weeks ago that Billy Williams says that Subway does not hire the best sandwich artists. They just have create a process and they hire people to follow that process. So I really, really think that that's important that you kind of grasp that because it's got to be consistency in the stuff that we're doing. All right. So I want you to think about that because consistency is the number one thing. So we had last when we did the beyond marketing and advertising, or is it enough in 2018, we talked about step A to Z, like the different experience that your customer should be getting at every stage. Right. And I break that out in the book for into six sections as well. But the thing about it is, is that where do we start? So first of all, we have to understand consistency and that's what we have to tell to our team first. Like we have to base everything we do and understand, is it consistent? Like you have to think to yourself and when Jim's sitting there thinking, this is how I do it. Is that how Sheila does it? Is that how Luann does it, right? How do they do it? The only way you're going to find that out is to bring them all together. 
and say to them, it doesn't matter what you do. Let's just think about it in a strategic way of each one of our processes, whether that's taking on a new business quote for our personal lines, whether that's taking it on for commercial lines, whether that's how we do endorsements, how are we reconciling commission statements, how are we entering new prospects into the system, all this stuff. How is this being done? How's the quoting being done? When's the first text message sent out? When's the first email? When's the first communication after when we initially collect the information? That's the stuff there that we've got to be saying, where is that process and is everybody doing it? Break that down with your staff, okay? Break that down with your staff and have them out there thinking to themselves, how do we do that? And what you need to be as being a leader is start with yours. No one wants to break the ice, right? And no matter how silly it may seem, but break down what you do, and if you want to lie a little bit or whatever, maybe throw some stuff in there that you should be doing, but the fact is, is I want you to be open and transparent about what step one, step two, step three, step four is, and it's going to be messy at first, and some of the stages, some of them, oh yeah, I forgot I did this, but that's where we start. We start by saying, are we being consistent in what we're doing? Okay, and that's very, very important. Now, here's something else that you need to start thinking about as we start to build the customer experience as well. And I would have added this actually to the book if I was doing this. And it would have to do with data because I want us to think to ourselves, are we using data? Okay, first of all, are we not using data? Are we collecting data? We have to assert with our assistants that whenever we are creating a customer experience and we're using consistency, everything we find out is of value. I tell that and I explain that to agents a lot when I'm showing them how to properly cold call. Like everything you learn on that call, no matter if it's, hey, I'm Sue Ellen and that's who's answering the phone. That's important for the next time you call because now that's a warm call to her because she already has talked to you once and by you calling her name, hey, Sue Ellen, is Stacy there? Boom. Now there's the connection already there. She remembers your voice. She remembers, oh yeah, I've talked to this person before, whatever it could be. Okay, so we need to understand that data as we're collecting in the quoting process. Well, maybe we don't need to ask them that. Maybe sometimes that's the questions we ask ourselves or we say to ourselves these statements we say as we're going through the process because we want it to be quicker. We want it to be faster. And oh, that person is in a hurry. Okay, I really, to be honest with you, more than half the time that customer is not necessarily in a hurry. It's you think they're in a hurry or you're in a hurry. And so that's the whole reason why we have this process because we know where everything is in the stage when all the files we're working on and all the clients we're working on, which allows us to be consistent, but it allows us to also feel less stressed because we know where things are. See, sometimes you have to understand that when we don't understand something, it's a human trait. When we don't understand or know something, we don't like it because it creates anxiety and fear in us. And so we don't like that. Think of somebody that lives on your street or maybe somebody that you've known that you're really good buddies with. But you think to yourself, like, I remember when I first met them, I didn't like them, right? And I didn't know why. I'm glad I got over that. What you got over was is you got to know, like, and trust them. And if you don't even trust them because it's still new in the friendship, you've kind of said to yourself, I don't know why it was. It's because you got anxiety and fear on the fact that you didn't know that person. Okay. Now, once you got to know that person, oh yeah, that's just how we are. It's a tribal thing. Like if I saw somebody coming across the plain or across the desert and I didn't recognize who they were, that was somebody that I had to say, Hey, should we prepare for battle? That's the way this stuff is in our brain from like millions of years. And we're still that way. 
So we have to constantly be thinking of each part of data that we're getting. This is vital for us to put in our management system because our management system is something that has to be done. It has to be, understand this is the biggest part of the biggest ingredient, let's say, of the tangible thing that you're offering the client. Yeah, your management system. You have to understand as as you have self-service, as you have mobile apps that, that integrate into your management system, that data that you put in is data that your client is expecting to get out. Sometimes they may never look at a certain part, but maybe there's somebody else that that's the thing they use your app for or they use your self-service for. So I want you to think about this, that you are putting in data that the client is going to see and may need, may be relevant to you. Also, one of the things that we noticed we didn't do that we're doing a lot better of now over the last five or six months is that we're starting to realize that we're not just collecting data for now, but we're collecting data for things that may happen in the future, whether that's internal of us requoting something or us needing to have a certain piece of data for marketing, whatever that could be. But it's important for them as well because they may be the one that needs that type of data. And they told it to you, so they're expecting you to have that data. So so those are some of the things that we've got to think about when it comes to data. So we've got to really start saying to ourselves, after we start laying out this process, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, whatever it could be, whatever workflow for whatever process we're trying to create, in that individual part, are we saying to ourselves, what data are we collecting at stage one? What data are we collecting at stage two? And some of them obviously aren't going to have any data collection. But when we get to this point in time, what are we doing? At the end of the sale, the way I do it is I say, okay, so you've agreed to this. I need you to sign here. What we're going to do is I need your account and routing information so that I can give that to Sarah. Any questions I may have forgot to ask, she's going to give you a call, get it wrapped up. Once she does and we get it issued, we'll get it in about two to three weeks. I'll get the policy and I'll deliver it to you. How would you like to have it delivered? Would you like to have it delivered by email and I can just put them in PDFs, give you a call and we can go over them? Or would you actually, do you actually still like the actual policy? And then that's usually going to create a time. Yeah, I'm that old-fashioned person. I just like that paper, Jason, whatever. Or it's, hey, just send them to me. I'd prefer that. And I even explain to customers sometimes that what's great is, is that you rename the subject line of the email I send you, or I can put it in the subject line for you. If It depends on, you know, how they want it to be and how they organize their inbox to where they could open up their email at any time and hit insurance policies and boom, they pop right up. That's a lot easier than it being on of one of the 15 binders that they still have on their bookshelf and they don't know which one to look on in the first place for what's the newest policy. You guys know what I'm talking about. So there's a lot of data just in that process that I took. I want to know how they like to be serviced. Is it over email? Is it okay to be digital? Is it more face-to-face? I learned what their account and routing information was. I started to learn a little bit about them. You know, one of the things that Travis and I created whenever we did our quote sheet for commercial and for personal lines is that we mandated that at the end of each page, there was a box for remarks because we want to, as we're listening to them, we may not be asking that question in in our workflow in that data sheet but what we want to do is put in separate things that down there in the remarks so that we can remember and remember when we give that to Marblebox they enter that into the remarks section of our client screen inside of and note screen inside of of QQ that's something that we use internally but sometimes we can use that stuff internally to create data that one day very soon the client will be seeing 
Keep in mind, this is very soon, like literally within three to five years, if you don't offer this, you're going to have some serious issues. So I'm trying to prepare you now with the fact that you need to get data and data needs to become something that's very, very consistent in your office in a way that you're gathering that so that you understand it's not where we are right now. It's where we're going in three to five years. Okay. And if you're in the big city, that stuff's quicker than three to five years. You need that stuff now within now to three years. If you're kind of rural America, it's more of a three, five, or six year. But this thing's speeding up, folks. It's speeding up. You know that. You know that that it's speeding up out there. So I want us to start thinking about consistency and data. Break it down. Get your staff together. Just take two or three things. Take endorsements and new business quotes. If you're heavy commercial, then that's where you're doing it. If you're heavy personal, that's where it is. Just take those. Just take those right there and say, how are we doing endorsements? Breaking that down. And how exactly are we taking in that information in those quotes? And then inside of there, where are we collecting data? And what is the data that we're collecting? Is Can we eliminate some stuff? Can we add some stuff? And this is where the important part of when you hear the agents and the emails we get talking about mentoring, this is the part they're talking about here. They're talking about learning it and understanding and reaching out to people and saying, hey guys, this is the data sheet that I collect. What should I be adding? What should I be changing? Or at the mastermind, someone will say, hey, does somebody have a quote sheet? And boom, they get about six, seven, or eight of them. And then we put them in the files tab so that other people down the line can see those. And you start looking at them and you're going, man, I'm asking too many questions. And one other place that you should be checking out for questions is the rater that you may use. Is that information being asked in the rater? Because if it is, that's definite data you need to get. That's also data that bridges right over into your management system. So you don't have to, that single entry. Okay. So it's important. Consistency and data. Get your staff together. Talk about that. That's what you need to do. Now, I'm going to close this out by reading you another email that I received, which I think you guys are going to like this, because this one comes from a guy by the name of Dale, and he is an agency owner down in Texas. And so I want to kind of, this is, I think you're going to relate to this, okay? So I want you to think of yourself. Think of This gentleman's been in it 20 years. Think about what it was like at the beginning. Think about where you are now. This gives you a good judge for, am I like him? Am I not like him? Was that me three years ago, five years ago? So not only do you take yourself back, but it kind of takes him back or takes yourself back to by understanding what he was doing and what he was about and who he is now. So listen to this. Jason, just listen to the latest podcast. This is my 20th year in business as an agency owner. I've been going a little numb and feeling old and just blah. Wondering if this industry is going away and listening to all the doom and gloom and just getting a little depressed about the whole situation. I am a CIC and I constantly come back from my CIC updates telling my wife how I crave inspiration. Seems like they just tell us of the thousand ways we'll get sued and, and, we'll, and lose every time and, and how technology is threatening our existence and then giving us no constructive, real advice and direction on what to do about that. Then I drive home for eight hours wondering why I just spent $1,500 on this trip and a CIC update. I always give feedback on my CIC evaluations, begging them to please inspire me. I always leave deflated and ready to just sell out and go get a job somewhere. My last update was a couple of months ago and I came back feeling so beat down and just sad. 
So somehow I stumbled upon this world of insurance podcasts, including yours and a few others. And I've already been turned on to so many thoughts and so much inspiration. I just want to say thanks. After listening to the most recent podcast, Is Insurance Advertising and Marketing Enough in 2018? I came home today super pumped and bouncing off the walls, feeling like the energetic young agent with the whole world in his hands when I was 20 years ago. So excited and ready to listen to the podcast again so I can take some notes. I'm so glad I somehow found my way to your podcast and some of the others you mentioned as well. I'm just starting down this road and I feel like at least this type of path and direction for the rest of the year, the not the normally cold and depressing slow winter, which I'm about to turn upside down, all caps, and listening forward to 2018. Started my first video intro today and even had the opportunity to talk to my 17-year-old son about helping me produce an intro and outro and some of the concepts I'm going for. It created a great father and son moment for me to share my excitement about our business and him to explain some of the video technology stuff to me. It was really great and neat thing and I look forward to collaborating with him on some more of this stuff and bounce ideas off him and my and my college age son about reaching out to the millennials bearing relevant to this generation I'm so excited I just wanted to say thanks and keep up the good work now see you know the other podcast he was talking about was Hanley's podcast and Joey's podcast right that's what this is about that's what this is about It's about getting well-rounded. It's about saying to yourself, this is where I fit into what they're saying. That I don't necessarily agree with. That's not my agency, but I get that. I need to exercise that. Sitting down and saying to himself, I'm going to make my first intro video today. And then he talked to his 17-year-old son. It's an exciting, really exciting thing. What's amazing is, is he broke the email into two parts. The top part was where I'm at now and my CIC evaluation and just being as he ends that paragraph with the word sad. But the second paragraph, all written into one paragraph, second half of this email, all has to do with it's a new beginning. That was then. That was the last 20 years. This is the new 20 years. And I am super stoked about what's going on. This is the reason why Ryan Hanley, Joey Gingola, and Jason Cass create podcasts. This is the reason why we write articles. This is the reason why we make videos. Because we're sharing what we do. We're sharing what we know. We're at least saying to somebody, I've tried this and I know it works. That's all we need, right? We all know the saying, why reinvent the wheel? We need those people who have gone before us, whether it's generations or whether it's your comrades and your colleagues who really are truly not direct competitors. Yeah, your people right around you are. Still not, but still are. So that's something I just wanted to end with because I really, really loved it. And I just wanted to reach out to you guys and say, that's what this is about. You as a loyal listener are the reason why, just like Jason, just like Dale, being loyal listeners and giving us that feedback. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, you know what, I've thought about writing this email, same type of email to Jason. Don't write it to me. Write it to Ryan. Write it to Joey. 
Write it to them and let them know how much they appreciate it because we need that. We're taking our time. I mean, it's just not the 30, 40 minutes here. Like I'm breaking this down the whole week in my head, right? I'm breaking it down. It's not, you know, like the late night TV where they have to do this in a day. I mean, I get a whole week, but I break this down. I've got my little notes section inside my Google Drive that I write my notes on. I stop, I email myself and I put that in my notes. My wife and family laugh about it because they see that whenever I hear or think something big, I kind of stop and I grab my phone and they kind of know that that's what I'm doing. So thank you to being a loyal listener. I love Christmas time. I know you do too. And so from Jason Cass, I want you to tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas. And I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast. Merry Christmas.